It is the morning of the 16th of September 2019. Good morning and welcome to PBE Daily, the early morning Sunday night podcast. My name is Point Blank Yvumbi and today I decided to do something that was probably not the smartest move but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, the haunting of ideas is always one of those things that actually I take, I take very, very seriously. Like when I think about something that I really want to address or I really want to touch on, I think it's unfair to myself and to anybody who listens to what I create to not at least try and put that material into perspective or put the material down. And I figured the best way I could go about it is to actually put this down so I'm able to actually function throughout the day. I made an effort of putting preparations in place for the work I'm supposed to put together. And as far as I'm concerned, if I leave this to fester, it may never get to be done. And it may never even get to exist in the way that it's supposed to be and in the integrity it's supposed to contain and i for one i think it's a small price to pay if i do not allow myself to actually be able to make that thing which is really really inspiring and keeping a smile on my face if i don't put it out and i have a specific way to do it and already have a foolproof idea of how to put it out then of what good is it right so right now i'm taking the time to actually make this thing come to life because i think it serves a great purpose last night after i made the two episodes that i've uh, I've also uploaded onto the podcast uh, anchor platform uh, i watched a certain film which is uh, a remake from a film that was made in the 70s and i think the 70s and the 50s is where i've been really spending most of my time creative wise because stephen king currently reigns supreme in my audiobook and audio collectible uh, listenership at, at the moment there's this book he did called dance macabre i've addressed it once or twice since on this podcast since it's a very very big book it was 18 hours worth of audiobook listenership and the guy who did the audio of it i forget the name but this guy did an amazing job even his cadences would change if he's speaking from uh material that was He's quoting from the 1800s. He would even use the way uh, we, we would assume that people in the 1800s spoke and in, in what cadence it actually, actually makes sense to us because I don't think there's many audio uh, recordings from that period, but the few that uh, that have survived and, and that exist have been of great value to us in this current day and age. And there was something that was addressing that it, it, it's something that I've found as a feature about Stephen King and I've been saying it once or twice on this podcast and I think I'll just address it again. He indicated that there's there's these stories which he he read as a child and those stories actually stood out with him. I've said it before and I'm just going to keep adding to it because I think it'll give great ways of perspective and, and to you seeing the way my mind works as far as the revisiting of ideas and everything is concerned. He spoke on how when he read the books uh, Dracula by... Um, uh, Bram Stoker, it gave him the inspiration to do one of his, I think, I, I personally think one of his favorite books, Salem's Lot, short for Jerusalem's Lot. And when he read uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and this one I'm just, I'm truly assuming, I think when he read Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, it inspired him to write um, Dark Half which is basically the story of an author who had a pseudonym and his pseudonym was about to be exposed so he chose to expose it himself and by the pseudonym having to be taken out and him doing a a ritualistic funeral for the pseudonym the pseudonym actually became a physical form it came to life and started killing anyone that led to him being put to sleep in the first place so and I think you should, if you found the chance to watch, to listen to a trailer, because I know there's a TV film, I think, that was made of the same story, but you should check it out. Old horse. That's just one phrase from the book. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Like, I truly enjoyed listening to that audiobook. And when I think about that particular way of doing things, he says that there's some things that we experience in our lives that better inform that which we create. It's been assumed by very many uh, individuals and 
in one particular book i think it was a lecture from um one of my audible subscriptions and sources and it's the story of how it's believed that tolkien was inspired by what he went through in the first world war to write um what he wrote in the lord of the rings i don't know if it was the first or the second world war but in, in one of the i don't know which war it was per se but let's just run with the second world war one of the great wars then in one of the great wars it is assumed by many people who actually read the material that it was inspired by that which was the war he experienced and the trauma that came from that he actually made the books come to life and I, i've done a podcast that touches upon creations from trauma and i think to a certain extent that there could be some truth in that because experiences kind of inform even if it's not consciously it's subconsciously that it informs that which you consume thereafter um, away from that i started listening to that and then there was also another individual who was brought up and it's a, it's a film writer i think and the film writer was one of the guys who created a movie in the 70s called um invasions of the body snatchers and invasion of the body snatchers uh, it's assumed in the book uh, uh dance macabre that it was inspired by the fears of the 50s in the cold war era when the McCarthy hearings were happening in the United States, the fear that people would have that anybody who could be living just right next door to you could be a person who works for the communist government, it kind of inspired this whole idea of extraterrestrials coming into our planet and wanting to take the form of the people who actually exist in our neighborhoods. And you would see people who today, one person says they're afraid because one of their neighbors is missing and then that person pops up and he looks a little different but he doesn't act the same way that he used to. And then next thing you know, the person who you're asking about how if if he found out if the relative who was missing is actually back and they say like no that the person's been here the entire time don't worry about that i was i was being paranoid when that happened and you look at that and you realize what they're speaking on is based upon the then the new form trying to take over the place of that which was there before so the humans are being taken out by the body snatchers and then i think the another movie was done which was up i think uh, maybe they didn't have uh, access to the the copyright or, or the name of the film and it was um pardon there's a plane flying over there was a another film that was done with nicole kidman i think it was called invasion it was it had small nuances that were close to invasion of the body snatchers and then there was another one that was actually mentioned also a film from i think the 80s and the old 70s and it was called the thing and the thing what i watched yesterday was the sequel the, sorry not the sequel the remake of the thing bringing it to the 2000s and, and i never got to finish it because i have a strict rule that if i can make sure that i'm not awake or uh, or doing any kind of drawing at 10 p.m that's fine for me because i'll be able to actually just do what needs to be done and by checking that out it really really stood out to me because it now just made everything become a little bit more crystallized and made everything a little bit more clear and from that which we see every single day of the week it informs the kind of films we watch and i've, I've also been hinting at this in previous episodes that i think the experiences we have be it during wars be it during political uh uh, anarchy or be it political peace and all that will inform the kind of films that come out and no one does this better in, in the subliminal sense than the american film market i mean they have been the predominant market for the longest time until bollywood and, and nollywood took over and we we as kenyans also hope to uh, attain our own language as far as film is concerned but even in, in creations of like different books initially when i got into the comic book industry my artwork was triggered towards 
trying to have a, an active rebellion against having old stuff created for comic books to be about sex education or social injustices and all that i figured the only other way you could do it is try to make creative enough stories because i didn't really read uh, into uh, storylines that were made in regards to trying to socially engineer people i figured i wanted adventure i wanted thrill i wanted drama and i would like to reach a level where that is what is actually addressed because I think in the future, as we continue to better ourselves as far as filmmaking is concerned, we will move from what America was going through in the 30s where every film was about the, the gangs and the political in, uh, innuendos and um, spy movies thereafter and the spy genre thereafter. I mean, espionage right now probably is not even the most easy uh, form of existence you could have because there's another episode of Visionist History that I checked out and in that episode they were addressing how a story that was declassified ended up putting a person's life in danger and the classification of information is always something you expect to happen in hundreds of years plus but it's been hundreds of years since certain wars happen i mean it's been a hundred years since the german republic was actually formed in the first place because germany initially was just a part a bunch of warring provinces and these warring provinces ended up finding the time to actually now become one thing and be, when they became one thing it was now to be addressed in in the in the right form and when I look about all these things, because I, I always like when I come across a piece of history that actually better informs that which comes thereafter. And I like how certain experiences would lead to certain stories being written. Like I, I know there is probably a story that is born from what we experienced in the 1800s as far as colonialism taking shape and how Zanzibar was destroyed and all that but I'm, I'm so curious about that and I think I also did a podcast about Vasco da Gama and I'm curious about how in that period when they were doing the the moving of slaves and to the, the trying to take over of India to get the the spice route and the taking over the trying to take over of the east as far as China is concerned to take over the tea business and take further east to try to take over the silk business and the silk route and all that. I, I'm curious to see if it's possible for myself and for other creators. And I hope this podcast even plays a part in making that kind of inspiration spark a mind to actually write this down. What would it be like to have stories of African leaders from the East African coast or the West African coast who are Actually took part in the, in the silk route in um, with the Middle East. I would be really, really curious to see how that would play out. And I only use these particular stories and angles because I'm like, if it was possible for the Sultan of Zanzibar to give the Emperor of China a giraffe as a birthday present, I think it would have been possible for a few people to actually be traveling that far and learning the different cultures and learning the different art forms and even the different free ways of sewing. Because I'm sure there's ways we dress in East Africa that were probably inspired by the East. And I'm sure there's certain colors we wear because the, all those dyes could only be found in other parts of further east and to take the time to actually try consider what we could make of these either traumatic or happy experiences we've had in this region maybe we could make those stories come to life because another thing i'm playing with in my head is i personally the way uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula influences a person like Stephen King. For me, the, the tales of werewolves, I've always loved werewolves. I've always loved the idea of it, the mythical angle it takes. And then there's this remake film they did with uh, Benicio Del Toro and, and uh, Anthony Hopkins. And it, it says that in one of the things, spoiler alert, that he was bitten by a child he found in one of the caves in the east and that child's bite is what led him to becoming the werewolf when he got back home in europe and 
I think of that, I'm like, okay, they said east. So that kind of opens it up to what we have over here. And I'm thinking, okay, which countries close to my country have wolves? And if there's countries that have wolves, I, I wouldn't mind taking one of those tales and turning it into something. Just find a bit of piece of mythology that's actually around my region and maybe tie it into something else. I'm sure there's some people who are probably listening to this and screaming out like, why would you even share those ideas? Why, why in hell are you putting this thing out there? Because I still firmly believe in the principle of broken telephone and by saying principle of broken telephone i mean this you can have the same idea as one other person but then you're able to tell your story your way i could name it something different i'll tell my story my way because like the comic book genre has proven to me time and again every comic book title that's actually still in publication at the moment there's certain titles with similar characters but they're given different titles there's like this action comics and then there's superman and then there's the adventures of superman the amazing superman and, the, and it keeps going on and on and on i mean same way there's spider-man there's the amazing spider-man and there's spider-man miles morales there's the spider-man gwen stacy all these different comic books it's still the same character but it's the broken telephone it's different translations of what is the character and I think I, I liked the idea of that when I watched the Dwayne Johnson, which is, I think it, it gets it gets a bad rap. The Dwayne Johnson film, Her, Hercules, and or Heracles, depending on where you're coming from. When they did their movie, they explained in, again, spoiler alert, that according to their film, everything that was considered the myth and the mystery and mystique around the idea of what Hercules is was born from how a story can keep on being changed the number of times it's told. It could start off as he fought uh three dogs and then it turns into like he, he fought a beast with three heads he's fought um uh, uh manatars creatures were half man half uh half horse and maybe they were just people who were sitting on high on 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 high in hills and you could only see them the gun them galloping down and it almost looked as the sun was behind them that it looked as if they were creatures who were both man and horse and then it turns into this mythical story thereafter i mean what's to stop us from thinking that's how the story of uh the, the stories that are and ended up becoming the main building blocks of religion and maybe that's why Jesus Christ himself didn't write any chapters of his own book. I'm, no, I'm not trying to be blasphemous. I'm just trying to keep my mind open to the idea of where things do happen and they continue to happen and maybe we couldn't, it wouldn't hurt to actually take that assumption and throw it out there. So because sometimes traumatic experiences end up informing things maybe even sometimes fearful experiences make us do the same thing and think about how it was in the 50s and in the and in the 40s in the united states when you have to constantly churn out material for this new device that has been brought forth called television and you have to constantly come up with different ideas that are supposed to entertain and supposed to keep people thrilled and keep people watching specific channels how many different random ideas did they throw out that ended up sticking around for the for, for the longest time ever i mean even the idea of and, and this one actually really struck me because when you look at the, the story Frankenstein, Frankenstein is not the name of the monster, it's the name of the guy who created the monster. So the book revolves around the guy who created the monster, but the monster became more famous than the guy. How's that for a twist? And it's why I think it's very, very important for us to consider the kind of stories we'll tell as far as thrillers are concerned. And I remember growing up, there was this show called Tahamaki. And Tahamaki was a show that really was a, a play on a crime drama and a crime thriller. And they'd have the, the light touch of the mythical inside the show. And it's one of those TV 
productions that I'm surprised they've not been remade or they haven't been revived into the market. But then also I think the kids who run these particular stations are not really interested in revisiting certain stories or they just are so stuck in the agenda way of doing things that that's why their material doesn't really trigger me to wanting to even own a television in the first place. But also another thing I have to consider is most of the channels that actually are used for broadcasting in my home country i think have a lot of ties to specific political agendas and because they have those ties to political agendas they do not have the need to create material that is actually entertaining it's supposed to just inform we're still stuck in the ways of uh, the supreme leader giving the information and giving pronouncements and because that's the way things are still being done uh, the freedom that we're supposed to create for ourselves is born thanks to this beautiful thing called the internet and thanks to that that liberally to be liberal enough to actually do that stuff online is what makes me have the freedom i mean for example everything i speak on right now and everything i've potentially touched on right now probably may never make it into mainstream terrestrial radio and because it won't make it terrestrial radio the whole world will probably have the chance to just listen to it and when they finally catch up on what we're trying to put together in these particular episodes that we've put together on on this podcast maybe then they'll see the sense behind what is supposed to be done and on that future period because i'm a journeyman maybe because i'll be far older and far wiser i'll be even in a better position to give them foolproof solutions with stuff written down because i'd like to reach a point where i don't complain about the things i don't have but i just when the opportunity presents itself i'm pulling out and dusting off scripts i'm telling the person this is the idea i have i think we should actually take this angle address it in this way this way and this way and then we make ourselves greater as a result of that but again these are just my assumptions and you probably have even better ways to handle or bring forth these ideas so i'll leave you to it and i i I hope to one day wake up and listen to uh, an even different podcast or even watch a different show that actually even informs me to that great extent because i'd I'd like us to not just bury ourselves in the 1800s i'd like us to come up with ideas of ideas of what could have been in the 500s or in the five the year five of the planet like what could we possibly have done or what could we possibly have even conquered or jumped into and i'd like us to really take the time to actually convince ourselves of the best angles forward as far as those things are concerned be free to actually create ideas there's no such thing as a bad idea it's just an idea that requires to grow on people and i think we should all take the time to do that i I hope to also reach a point where whatever i try to speak on is not even politically agenda driven because whatever is the topic of the day seems to always become that which is the inspiration for an episode of a show and i for one feel that's very it's like it's having uh, a rope around your arms and you can't be able to break out because you're not lucky enough to be houdini and break out of every trap that you've practiced how to get yourself out of so wish me luck in trying to find the perfect way to portray my own stories from the inspirations i find both in fear and in happiness and say it with me be caesar or be nothing at all Thank you so much, guys, for actually taking the time to listen to this podcast. Hitting 830 listens is no joke. And that I even, I even I took breaks and for the first time ever, I was able to put three episodes together and have them released back to back to back. I feel like Tupac right now. The first album he did immediately when he came out of prison and went into death row, he did the first six songs in one night. I do not take that for granted. And I hope to reach the level where I can coherently portray my ideas and maintain a single train of thought. Podcasting is literally my practice in finding out if I'm able to just maintain the true things I want to say and the themes I want to say. Wish me luck, grant me grace, and always be by my side for I will always do the same for you as you listen to this podcast. Until the next time, Uno.